When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got Merv Hughes on the line from England. He loves a tour, Merv, doesn't he? Yes, he does. <laughs> Good morning, Merv. <laughs> Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. How are we? We're very, very well. well. Geez, you sound fresh for 9.25 at night. <laughs> Have you played cricket today? Um, no, no, I'm not playing heels. I'm coaching, so I've got a, a team over here, Sean Brown, for some coaching down in Victoria. Yes. And just doing some work with him. So we've got 30 guys over here playing cricket. Over 45s, under 45s, played about um, six games each and haven't had a win. I think it's um, a reflection of the coach, are you? They're, they're very good, those English teams. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. We, we, we played, so we got, we got blokes that, um, yeah, they, they're solid cricketers, good country cricketers and, and stuff like that, but um, they, probably a few of them might play um, second grade cricket yeah. around the place and, we come, we're coming up. We, we played one bloke yesterday. He got 126 off 40 balls. He's a South African um, first-class player over here just getting some experience. So he's 21 years old. Mm. He's making us all over the park. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. We've had a great time. The weather over here has been absolutely fantastic, and uh, the boys are really enjoying it, although it does get a little bit depressing when you're, you're chasing leather all over the place. <laughs> so how many uh, – what, what sort of games are you playing? What, one-dayers? Yeah, so one day, so we played a couple of 2020s. Actually, we had one win a couple of weeks ago. Um, we played amongst ourselves. <laughs> we, we got across the line there. It's a wonder it was pretty close heels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was going to be a tie. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, one thing got up, so we're yeah, pumping the fist. We've had a win. Mate, the Ashes. <laughs> now, talk to us about the Ashes, mate. How exciting is it? And your, your Ashes uh, life probably started at the Gabba. In 1986, when both of them took it to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm always in the Guinness Book of Records, Eels. I don't, don't know whether you realise that. I went for 22 off and over. Um, and at, at the time, 28 off and over was the record. But I, I claimed victory because I only bowled six ball over and that 28 came off an eight ball oh, over. Oh, yes. So I, I, thought, I thought I should have been in there. Yeah, so very, very um, tough start, so... Um, 86, and, and your listeners obviously uh, follow sport. You realise that obviously it's just a year after that Rebel Tour to South Africa, and the Australian team was a changing team. Um, we lost all our senior experienced players, and we had a, a team of, of young, experienced, uh, inexperienced hopefuls that were playing alongside you know, guys like Alan Border, Ray Bright, um, David Hooks for a time to, to show us how to go about it. But um, yeah, 86, 87 was pretty tough, and then. We spent a bit of time together here and went over in 89 and, and turned that around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the famous tour of 89. And 93, you took 31 wickets in the Ashes. Yeah, yeah, got a bit lucky. I had a good wicketkeeper, Pat. <laughs> um, made, me look very, made me look very good. But, hey. Yeah, so 89, uh, the guys that went on that 89 tour and then and then backed it up to, to 93, I just believe we've got a, a really special uh, bond. And um, you go on an Ashes tour... Four and a half months we used to go away. We were sponsored by a brewing company. Uh, you were 16 of your mates and you are only playing England, so it was a great tour. 
Hey, let's talk a little bit of cricket. What are you talk, What are you thinking about the quicks? Boland has to play Test one. Uh, some you know the talk now is that it's between Stark and Hazelwood for that other spot. Yes, um, but I'm I'm a big Stark fan because he bowls 15 k's quicker than anyone else. He's a left-hander, so mm. he's a point of difference. If you bowl, if you go out and you bowl on the Hazelwood, Cummins and, and Boland, they're all right arm. They're all sort of back of the length, although Boland does bowl a, a little bit full. I'd, I'd be looking at that point of difference early. Um, and obviously the other question, Mark, is who's up the top. You'd think David Warner would get a go for one or, or two test matches, and I certainly hope he delivers. He's, he's earned the right to have a go, um, and I, I just hope that he, he turns his, his form around. He got 40-odd in that uh, World Test Championship. So hopefully he can contribute and do well in, in this series. That, what, what about pace bowling in general, Merv, in England? Is it worth busting your gut to bowl fast through the air? Or how do you go about bowling fast on these sort of slowish wickets? Yeah, it's been an interesting one. Our, our boys have obviously found it pretty hard, the, the tour group I'm on. And, um, we're playing in London, so you're further south and the wickets are a little bit quicker, but... Um, they're still really spongy and slow, and mm. it's almost as if the, the harder you hit the wicket, the slower it comes off. So, um, mate, in, in 89, I had great tutoring through Jeff Lawson and Terry Alderman, um, and, and Terry Alderman was fantastic. In, in fact, both of them were very good, and, and Bob Simpson, as coach, just explained that the harder you bang it in, the slower it comes off the wicket, so you almost give them more chance. So, um, you just got to pick and choose at times and, and understand that if you get angry at a batsman here, you can't just dig it in because the better batsmen just sit sit on the back foot and wait for it and hit you all over the place. So it was a, a real learning curve for me. And um, the, the big thing about these guys is most of them have played in, in England before. They know the conditions, um, so they'll be prepared for that. And, and that's why I think Boland's got to be there with Stark and Cummins because of the, the variety in the, pack, in the attack. And mm. that's, that's a harsh call on Hazelwood and... Ness is uh, on, on the um, outskirts too and uh, you just think, can you play Nessa and Boland and, and that, that would probably be a better option but geez, it's going to be hard to leave either Stark or Hazelwood out, isn't it? But it's quite possible. We're going to need them all. So there's that much cricket coming up so yeah. they need to all stay loose. It was great that you held back on your anger, therefore. You know, the, when Clemmy told you, that don't if you get angry at a batsman, don't just dig it in. But you held back quite well. Um, <laughs> now, give us, give us yeah, no, uh, we'll two or three moments yeah. of Ashes cricket you, you, that spring to your mind straight away. Oh, mate, so 89, um, Terry Alderman knocking over Robin Smith at, at Lords mm-hmm. um, when the game was was getting to be a little little bit um, questionable. England was just getting a handy lead and um, and Terry knocked over Robin Smith and it was one of the greatest balls all the time. Just swung in, seemed away, hit the top of off stump and gee, if he could bowl that all the time, he would have taken 5 million wickets. But yeah. um, just Terry Alderman's performance, 41 wickets in that 89 series, which, one to remember, and then 93, skip to 93, a changing side, so we had a younger side, and what a talented side that was, Heels, to have sort of Mark Taylor come in again and, and do really well, uh, Junior, so uh, Mark Wall was on that tour, we had Wayne Holsworth, we had um, Matthew Hayden, we had Damien Martin, we had a, a young blonde league spinner that, that did all right, yeah. and that, that ball that Warney bowled to, to Gadding, um, that you famously told me, 
hit uh, pitched off and hit off. Didn't do too much. Uh, <laughs> and I saw the reason and thought, you, you're an idiot, Ian Healy, and I still believe that today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about your wickets? Oh, there's two that spring to mind. For I'll just test you out first. Two that spring to mind for you? Um, probably um, the one that springs to mind from 89 would have been David Gower at Lords in the second innings. Um, just bowling to David Gower and sort of um, bowling a little bit short. The ball's a little bit older and the wicket was, was pretty good in getting through. And um, we, we had a period leading up to the, the new ball and I was bowling to David Gower and um, AB was at mid-on and said, what do you think? And I said, well, I'm thinking the length I'm going to bowl to him, he's not going to drive me, so I'd rather probably a backward square or leg gully rather than the mid-on. Um, AB went from mid-on to backward square leg two or three balls later, off the handle of the bat, flew to him, AB took the catch. And two things really surprised me about this field. Number one was I actually thought about how to get a wicket, and number two, Alan Border actually listened to me. So I just I couldn't believe it. Um, and then... And then at 93, uh, the Mike Gatting ball last ball yes. of the day, the fourth day at, at Manchester. Yep. Um, so they're, they're probably the, the the standout wickets for me from, from one tour to the next. That's a good call. The other one I thought of was the the, the really bad slow ball you had that got Chris Broad out at Headingley in 89. <laughs> How did he fall for that? Yeah, yeah that wasn't bad. <laughs> oh, mate, every time I see Chris Broad, it quite often he's over in Australia. Um, so doing the the match referee, every time I see him, he just his eyes roll to the back of his head. And don't even mention it, Merv. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, oh, mate, it, it would have been the most embarrassing time of his career, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey, Merv, what do we take from this this big win in the World Test Championship? I mean, uh, you know, I know we're confronting Baz Ball and all that. There's plenty of headlines, but surely this team is really buoyed and fired up and ready to go now after after belting India. Yeah, take a whole lot of confidence confidence out of the pack without out that the boys boys played really well. So um, all, all got runs, all got wickets, um, and the big thing that that people aren't going to understand is that the weather over here is fantastic. Um, so it's been 26, 27, and that's. Well, they're talking heat wave over here. If it continues to be like that, and especially down here in London, um, that's going to really suit the Australians. And we've been here for two weeks now. We've been um, London, uh, Liverpool, Manchester, down to Bar, and the weather's been spectacular. And it's more like Australian conditions. So that obviously drives the wickets out a, a little bit more. Um, and then obviously that's going to help uh, Nathan Lyon in the, in the second innings at the wee bowling games. But it's going to help our bowlers too because as the wicket um, sort of dries out a bit, it, it just becomes a little bit quicker. Um, mm-hmm. So they're, they're more like Australian conditions over here. So uh, that's going to be handy. Um, but certainly in this first test match, uh, my question is, can England hold their nerve? They've been playing some very entertaining cricket. Uh, they're scoring um, really quickly. But I, I questioned this against India a couple of years ago and, um, basically, they held their nerve and, and did really well. But I just think that the Australian attack is just a little bit more mature and a little bit more settled. So it doesn't matter who they play. If they want to take the Australians on, um, they're doing it at, at a high risk. So yep. if they lose a couple of wickets early, it'll be interesting to see if they can hold their nerve. 
Yeah, no, it's going to be so exciting. Hope you continue to enjoy yourself, mate. And up to Edgbaston, have you got your sumo T-shirts ready? Because, Paddy, that's where sumo, sumo, who ate all the pies came from. And they ended up doing Merv T-shirts, the crowd. So you're going to be back in the middle of it all, mate. Oh, mate, I hope so. I, I'm, I'm just looking for a printer now to get some T-shirts made up. Last yeah. time I made a killing, which was fantastic. <laughs> so, um, hopefully, 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 I can I can get some sorted and we'll be up there at Edgebaston and just selling them off to the crowd. Yeah, but, save one uh, for me, yeah, mate. Listen, they were good. Baden, yeah, and that yeah they were rivers, but that Edgebaston test it's, it's a fortress to England. Australia had a win there last time, so I don't think there's too many Australians going to hold too many fears. And uh, Birmingham's a wicket that will probably suit the Australians, to be honest. Yeah, uh, brilliant. Merv, absolute joy as usual to talk to you. Thank you very much, mate. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Hilly. Cheers. No worries, mate. Good on you, Phil. Ian yeah. Hilly, you're a legend. <laughs> yeah, mate. Good, buddy.